What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 221 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Walter. Hello. This week we're geeking out about the PS5, though we'll probably be geeking out about it way more next week. We're talking about the movie theater industry and Space Force. Like, the real Space Force. And Space Force! The show Space Force. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Both? Yeah, I guess both, technically. <laughs> Special shout outs to our Patreons, patreon.com slash Geeks Under Grace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Gobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayman, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Ardwin, and Communication Flail. Thank you so much for giving. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Uh, Jordan Garner is actually chilling with us in the, uh, in the live stream. You can watch this. If you give to our patreon you can watch us every week on mondays when we actually record it it's a couple days early for the podcast um and you can see us now live which i gotta get used to because last week i guess i was twisting my mustache a bunch and <laughs> it was noticed Talking like a true villain no, yeah <laughs> all right mustache twirling we'll get into the video games uh i've played more apex so i'll just there you go i'll move on cool Nice. Go ahead, LJ. Um, so I beat Maneater. Nice. Like Ooh. the night after, we, like we got done recording, I only had one area, so I was like, "I'm just gonna knock this out." And uh, it had an epic ending. So uh, I'm working on the review for that game. And then uh, I got back into Injustice Two because it was on sale on Xbox, and I wanted to see what it looked like on my One X. Is the DLC so... stuff out now? Oh, for Injustice Two. Oh wait. No, I was thinking Mortal Kombat. I got it mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, the DL the DLC stuff is out for Mortal Kombat, uh, the expansion, okay. which I have not played yet because um, I'm waiting to buy the whole separate package on Xbox since I got that fancy thing now. Um, but yeah, Injustice too. It looks even better on the One X. I, uh, it looks even prettier, uh, and I've been playing through that story again. It's not very long, a couple hours, and so I was like, you know what? I've beat this before. I could be attacking the backlog. But I'm like, it was my game of the year, the year it came out. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. It's good to replay things. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, it's good. And then I guess all the Snyder Cut hype and all the, you know, all that stuff going on, it got me wanting some of that. And so I plan on watching some of those movies eventually, but I was like, okay, this will do for now. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have all of the DLC characters for that? Isn't like Ninja Turtles in there or something? Injustice? Oh, yeah. They have. Uh, Sub-Zero, Raiden, they have, um, what is it, Adam? No, from Legends of Tomorrow, what's that guy's name? The Oh, yeah, the, that's the Adam. The Adam, okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure, because, um, and then they have Enchantress, uh, they have, oh, I can't remember who else they have, but they have Hellboy, which I was super stoked whenever, right. uh, and then, um, then they have, yeah, they have the Ninja Turtles as well, so, I, I feel like... like Sub Zero and Raiden aren't that great to have in that game because you they already have a game that plays exactly the same. Yeah, uh, not exactly the same, but really close. It, for me, it's a, like I think it's cool to have one at least, but to have two like Mortal Kombat characters, like I'm like okay, yeah, it's fine. They make a joke in Mortal Kombat 11. I think I 
think it's Mortal Kombat 11, when they make a joke about having, like, a vision or a dream that they encountered each other in another universe, and it was, like, a nod to Injustice. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty neat. Um, But yeah, that's a really good story. Like, eventually, maybe when the Snyder Cut gets closer to coming out on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to stream the stories of both of those games on our Twitch channel, so I'll probably wait until kind of the hype picks back up for the Snyder Cut thing and eventually stream those, because... Like we talked about last week, they're really good stories. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like movies. It's like watching a movie. Cool. So yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, Shelly, how is Digimon Cyber Sleuth? Yeah, so I started playing that again. I played it first on the PS4, um, and then I stopped playing it because I lost my save data, and I was really upset about it. Oof. And I yeah, that's rough. because of it, I was just like, uh, like I didn't lose all my save data. It was just one of those things where I, for some reason, forgot to save for a really long time. Ooh, yeah, that and hurts. And then I lost that save, and I was really upset about it because I'm, I pride myself in saving all the time in games, and somehow <laughs> the one time I didn't, it got me. So now I'm even more like uh, obsessed about it. I'm terrible um, about I, it. Witcher is teaching me. Or was teaching oh, me that I need to save more. Save all the time. <laughs> um, so then I got it on the Switch because they had the... Um, the complete edition? The complete edition, yeah. So it comes with Hacker's Memory. So then I started playing it again. And then I stopped playing it, I think, because I got a little burnt out. Um, or just busy. I don't exactly remember when I stopped playing exactly. It was like a year ago. But I decided to start playing again because I was getting really upset with my Nuzlocke run in Pokemon. Like, mm. I, I just, I caught a water Pokemon to, that was going to be my dedicated, like, HM slave, because it could no cut and rock smash and surf, and I was really excited about it. It was a Krabby. And then, um, when training it up, it died, and then I was like, you know what, no, I, I can't do this anymore. At least I don't oh. So, um, I, I raged enough, but I still wanted my, <laughs> my, um, monster, uh, turn-based sort of, Needed like, your fix. Fix, exactly. So, <laughs> so, like, I'll go back to Cyber Sleuth. In a yeah. Nuzlocke, can you go back and get that Krabby if you go, like, can you go back to where you were to get it? Or do you have to find something else? What? Can you so, get stuck in the game to where you can't progress because you can't catch another Pokemon? I mean, it's, every time you enter an area, the first Pokemon you encounter in that area, you have to catch. And if you don't catch it, then you're not allowed to catch anything else in that area. Like, you can only, you only, uh, Pokemon, you can have the option to catch in those games, or in those versions of games, um, is the first one you encounter. So either you catch it, you're successful, and you have one for that area, or you don't, and then you just don't have one for that area. Um, so I caught a Krabby and in one right. area where there's, like, I haven't found a lot of other water areas um, in the game, and, like, wow, this Krabby, like, fits really well with what I need, and uh, I was just training it up because it just needed to be a little a couple so levels higher. So you can go back no, there and get that crab, another Krabby? No. No, okay. No, it's dead. I can't go back there. I have to go somewhere else. Somewhere Man. else where I haven't already caught a Pokemon. So, Man. So, so to say the least, you were pretty crabby about it. I was pretty crabby, LJ. <laughs> I was. That's true. So crabby, in fact, that, yeah, I picked up a game I stopped playing almost over a year ago. Um... <laughs> But, I mean, I, I'm into it again. It's still fun now. I think, yeah, I, think I just need the, the breaks or else I'm going to get burnt out. But I, I love Digivolving. I got these 
really strong Digimon now. And I'm finally past the point in where I was in the PS4 version. Oh, so cool. I'm officially further now than I was on PS4. So that's pretty exciting because now I'm finally getting like new information and um, stuff about the story. The story's actually halfway decent, surprisingly. So that's cool. Um, yeah. That's mostly what I'm playing, though, is is uh, Cyber Sleuth. And I'm I'm not sure how close I am to the end of the game. I don't know how long it is. I feel like I still have quite a bit left. But also part of me is like, oh, maybe it's wrapping up soon. And I don't... I don't know if I'm going to play Hacker's Memory right afterwards because it's not a, a sequel. It's came out afterwards, but it actually the story takes place at the same time as Cyber Sleuth. Like all the same like story things happen, hmm. essentially, just with a different okay. person um, in a different area. I don't know where they're That's from. That's crazy. Maybe, probably also Japan, but maybe not Tokyo or something. But yeah. um, anyway, that's what I'm doing. Cool. Cool. Yep. All right, LJ. What's going on with PS5? Uh, so we were talking about PS5 again this week because we have a date for it. Uh, so it is a June 11th, I believe, Thursday? Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Yeah, day yep. after the podcast comes out. Yes! Nuts. So we'll be talking about it again next week. This will be the third week in a row we'll be talking about the PS5. Hopefully we'll be the... talking about we'll it the see. next week. What if it's yeah. so boring that there's nothing for us to talk about? I was just going to say, Oh, we're going to talk about it, it regardless. The hype <laughs> is enough. Unless... Unless I guess we would talk about how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless it gets delayed again. <laughs> I mean, I um, but, like, so what are the opener, like, the games that are... We don't like, know. You know they, games, so yeah. the only game we know of that was mentioned during the Game Awards was, I think it's called Godfall? I think it's a 2K... Uh, it's a Gearbox game. It looks like a me- like a melee action RPG, and it was these dudes in like bulky armor with like big weapons and stuff. And I think that's the only. PS5. Isn't that called Gears of War? Uh no, because <laughs> 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 um, Gearbox. Uh, that's a good one. Um, well, and also big bulky characters. And big yeah, bulky yeah. Armor. Well, they were in like bulky armor. Um, but then like I don't know. Like it's supposed to be new announcements because I mean I guess the only. Real PS5 announcements we already know about are like the third party stuff, like Assassin's Creed and things yeah. like that. Hopefully, they announce um, the price of the console. Yeah, we'll so they just look at it. Yeah, that Godfall game is, I think it's only coming to PS4 and then I think like PC or something like that, but that's technically the only exclusive we know about right now. And what? Horizon Zero Dawn 2! I was say, maybe yeah. we'll get Horizontal 1 Dusk. What? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I would still play it. I would just hate that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about what we hope to see from it. Uh, Yeah. The thing that is popping up in conversation again is the whole backwards compatibility deal. Mm -hmm. Because Xbox is kind of doubling down on it. And they're like, hey, this is going to be here. Most of your Xbox One games are going to work already kind of a deal. And Sony... During the uh, snore of a presentation, he, they said that a hundred of the best PS4 games are going to be uh, backwards compatible, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm curious to see, because, like, even then, like, if they actually do have backwards compatible stuff going on in, in some way, that'll be more of an incentive for me to get a PS5, because then I have a lot of digital PS4 games, and it's ridiculous, and so I want to be able to play those, too. Um, mm-hmm. If yeah. I do ever get a PS5, for me, Thursday is gonna be the d- deciding factor if I'm gonna get a PS5 at launch or a Series X at launch because 
Knowing me, at some point, it's going to be both. It just It's all about just which one's going to be first. Right. I, when the PS4 and Xbox One came out, I was going to get both. Uh, but the PS4 was such so much better of a deal at the time. Because yeah. the Xbox yeah. One X is out now, and that's amazing. Um, yes, it is. But for the PS4 and the Xbox One, the specs were higher. It was a little bit cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. So just numerically, it made sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to have both consoles at some point. So I'm going to PS5. And yeah. an Xbox Series X at some point. But I think knowing that I'm still, because I'm so used to the PlayStation now after mm-hmm. this whole generation of PS4, uh, yeah. I'm probably going to be a fanboy and I'll probably get the PS5. Well, I mean, it'll be an easy transition too since like you're already in that ecosystem. Yeah, I have all those games. Like you were talking about the backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. It just makes a lot more yep. sense for me to go that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want an Xbox Series X at some point. We'll see. Yeah. I've just, yeah. I've never, I've never had an Xbox console technically i own a 360 that i bought a garage sale a long time ago that i never actually used because i don't have <laughs> games for it it's kind of how um, i am i have one yeah. i just don't use it exactly so i just like for me it's kind of a no-brainer like i, w- I would just go ps5 but yeah i don't know when i would get it because i waited a long time to get it by ps4 um i really waited it out but i'm a little bit more eager to get a ps5 especially if the games look interesting that are going to be in mm-hmm. there so yeah, I think as uh, far as, like, specs as well, like, as far as what the console can do, like, uh, I heard even Ryan McCaffrey on uh, Podcast Unlock, he, you know, they they talk about Xbox, but even he himself, like, said, like, the actual tech inside both boxes are virtually the same anyway. So I think it's it's those extra features, those bells and whistles, and the, the launch exclusive titles. exclusive games, yeah. Yeah, right. the, the exclusives. exclusives. And everything's so weird now, too, you know, with, like, it's this solid state hard drive and we yep. used to know what that means but they're saying oh this is a proprietary solid state it's hard a drive. new thing so we'll have to see consoles, yeah. how honest they're being about that and if it's truly uh is it that much better on one than the xbox you know playstation right, right. over xbox because right. both of them are saying that they have a superior tech uh, mm-hmm. but like you're saying from the outside reading it they're both you know solid states they're virtually the same even the gpus and all that stuff like even like the the rest of the hardware, it's virtually similar. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I can't imagine the software behind that or the architecture yeah. um, of all of it can actually be that much grander from one to the other. Yeah, I think this generation is going to be different because it's not going to be this big advancement that like we probably are used to. Yeah, are used to. And then it's like, I think... So we had the mid-range stuff, and then now that everybody already has those 4K TVs, it's like, I think we'll be able to make the full transition finally. I think the half-step consoles like the Pro and One X were like, hey, we can do these things like right now. Like, let's, yeah. let's try them out. It's just, it's so interesting how, like, when I think about, like, next-gen consoles, I think, and maybe it's because a lot of my experience with that has to, is, is Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. But there always seems to be some sort of like gimmick, mm-hmm. some sort of yeah, thing. some big innovation. Yeah, yeah, there's like, be. and that was very evident in Nintendo because like the Wii and Wii U and Switch even. Um, mm-hmm. But with like Xbox, you know, I th- I think of the Connect. When I think of PlayStation, I think of the um, the wand thing. I don't remember what. It's oh, called. the, P- the PS3 had the PlayStation Move, and then they did exactly. The VR. So it's just really interesting how we're already to this point where it is only really down to like the the fine hardware the mm-hmm. um types of games that are going to be on each system because they are mm-hmm. very similar they're not going for those gimmicks they're just going for high quality like 
classic controller and and uh yeah yeah the they're trying game. to throw blows with the pc basically and For uh, sure. like personally like my one x is already kind of taking attention away from my pc because my pc is really pretty darn good but mm-hmm. it would it would have costed more for me to upgrade my pc to do what the xbox one x can do like than what i paid for the one x right now yeah. so the one thing that i think is really interesting too about the xbox them calling it the series x uh-huh. is i think they're finally getting to a point and i'm, I'm curious to see if playstation plays this game too uh, the series x tells me that it's almost another half step it's going to be that half step two halves make a whole yeah. um, but that they're going to continue in that line of thought of almost like an iphone yeah the, every couple years you're getting this update yeah. that'll backplay until you can't yeah you know they're going to keep upgrading um and then they're going to be at some point you'll get games where you can't play them anymore mm-hmm. um but it, it kind of almost feels like an iphone every couple years the new xbox yeah and you don't necessarily have to have uh the series x or the series x2 or whatever they want to call it yeah um and everyone's going to be kind of playing in the same ecosystem and it's just do you have mm-hmm. the newest one uh can you do all of the graphics that it's able to do or just some of them mm-hmm. it's that to me seems to be where xbox is going sony sounds like it's still very generational um, yes so I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see if they continue to do that or or how they how they play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of it. We'll see what happens on Thursday and talk about it next week. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the second piece of gaming news, there really wasn't a whole lot, um, but Cyberpunk 2077 will not be on Stadia at launch. Okay. Um, I the problem is is like I don't I don't want to talk smack for anybody that's enjoying their their Google Stadia. Um, but I think to me, this just adds to like kind of how weird that platform has been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's the perfect game for Stadia in that. Oh yeah. Well, the Stadia that they marketed, I should Mm -hmm. say that because Stadia was marketed as this thing that's going to be, there's going to be a little delay because it's all online, Mm -hmm. but they can bring out graphically the most amazing visuals. Um, yeah. You know, the high-end PC because they're able to stream it that way. Uh, yeah. And so Cyberpunk being this really beautiful game, this very in-depth game, um, yeah. and detailed, it would be perfect for that. But there have been reports that, you know, it's not coming uh, out in full 4K and all of those kind of things. And so maybe mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal that we're missing Cyberpunk out of it. But mm-hmm. it seems yeah. like the ideal game. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, even Doom Eternal was supposed to be, like, the big, like, thing when mm-hmm. Stadia came out. But then... Doom Eternal got delayed and things like that. Um, so it's like, I don't know, like it was just kind of like crazy. I think this just adds to, to like where Stadia is at. But then also it's like, hey, if there's people actually enjoying Stadia out there, like, hey, that's good. That's good for you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Power to you. Yeah. Um, so that's not uh, really too big of a major news. Um, the poll list is pretty short uh, this week. Um, so, yeah, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I don't know why it says Grey Stone. It's supposed to be Grey Moor. It's probably my phone doing autocorrect. Um, <laughs> so, um, Grey Moor is the expansion of Elder Scrolls Online for Skyrim. It's going to open up uh, Skyrim. Not like the actual in game world of Skyrim, but like the Skyrim region of ESO. So That could be That's, crazy. That is kind of nuts, actually, yeah. 
if it's yeah. a game instead of a game, they figured out how to release <laughs> another skyrim and they were like we'll just put it <laughs> within <in> another game <laughs> <laughs> we'll put another Skyrim inside a Skyrim. <laughs> uh, so Exhibit would be proud. <laughs> yeah. Bad lads. Yeah. Um, I mean, they put like Morrowind in there and stuff too, which is cool. Um, so yeah, fans of Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we'll Never played Skyrim. Week. And then, um, I know Maurice uh, will, will, is excited about this, except that it's coming to the Epic Game Store. Samurai Showdown is is coming to PC this week, which I reviewed. Uh, Samurai Showdown is really really cool fighting game, um, but uh, it's coming to the Epic Game Store exclusively for a little while. So if you're one of those people that uh, doesn't care for Epic, uh, you will have to wait till it comes to Steam. So wah, 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 wah. yeah, yeah. So that's it for the poll list this week. Cool. We'll get into the movies then. Uh, Shelly, you've been watching continuing on with your binge of movies marvel yeah Yeah. um i didn't get to watch like all of them because really it's my my uh fiance's roommate who's sort of doing it but i've been watching most of the movies when i've been over there um so this week and i might be forgetting some we at least watched um iron man 3 um we watched both Thor's. Oh, sorry, I want to say both Thor's. There's three of them. Um, the first and second <laughs> Thor movie. Uh, we watched The Incredible Hulk, which I'd never seen before. So I like that I'll, movie. I'll, I'll talk about that. And then we watched Gardens 1 and 2. So, LJ, I'm sorry. I really don't like The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Nobody does. I, it's okay. Yeah, it's... I tried to, and at, yeah, that, yeah. at, the, at the point... Got to the point where we were all just laughing at how bad it was. Like, yeah, I think it was I could hard. see that there were scenes that were straight up silly, like when he punts the dude. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. that was just like what? It was so well. I just and it could be that because I'm so used to um, the like MCU. Mm. Mark Ruffalo. MCU, yeah, Mark yeah. Ruffalo version of Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I really liked that Hulk and that portrayal of Hulk, so like maybe that was all... Yeah, see, I liked Edward Norton when uh, Edward Norton was in that, because then I was kind of bummed out when I'm like, aw, like, I think, I mean, it sounded like it was personal issues he had, so which is why From he... From what I heard, he just, he wanted to take the Hulk in his own, in this certain direction, and wanted yeah, to take yeah. the movie in a certain direction, but yeah. like, the rest of the people were like, hey... We're trying to make a universe out of this. You can't just do whatever. You gotta do what yeah. we tell you. And he's like, nah, I don't like that. So yeah, it sounds like he was the problem. Which hey, like if he was the problem, then that's cool. But I, I really like his were take. Finances a big problem too. Yes, yeah. I think more he, money. Yeah. So, but I really like the way he portrayed him because it was very much how he had to like watch and everything and like. Uh, I, th- I just thought that was a really cool way to portray it. Um, Could and, you imagine if he was in the rest of the universe? I would hate the Hulk. (laughs) Like the Hulk now is one of my favorite characters, and I would hate him if it was Edward Norton because I just it was the problem was that almost every line, almost everything he did in that movie, I was like, if Mark Ruffalo did it, it would Uh, just sound so much better because (laughs) there was a lot of things he said. It just came out really awkward, and I'm like, I don't really know what direction you're taking this character. Whereas like Mark Ruffalo was like, yeah, I'm like kind of like weird and awkward and. You know, trying to figure it out, but, like, the way... And also, I do understand that it was, like, with Iron Man, it was the first um, 
of the MCU. It was early. Right. It they, still had, like, they still hadn't exactly. had their identity yet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't have their identity and they um didn't really have any other like subgenres of of superhero right. movies. They're they're all superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. Um and so like ideally I feel like if they put Mark Ruffalo in there, if they had, you know, Anne Hathaway instead of what's her face, because that was the other thing. Oh my gosh, I got so <laughs> tired of how many times she whispered Bruce. Like, I understand <laughs> when she's an elf, you know, in Lord of the Rings, it makes sense for her to be all whispery and mysterious. But she she does the same thing in this movie, and it drives me insane. She's just, Bruce, Bruce. Bruce like, Can you shut up? Um... So that was another thing. I just got insanely frustrated with her and her character. But I'm just like, yo, if you have, like, Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway or something, because there was a scene where she looked exactly like Anne Hathaway from the back, and I'm like, I just would rather see her. It would have been, like, a really interesting, like, pseudo-comedy, I okay, feel. So, yeah. so, so go watch the Hulk movie that came out before that. And, oh, and, oh, man. And decide which one is better. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Edward Norton's better out of those two. Exactly. That's why I said, like, so... I think- Edward and Norton did a really good that. job of playing like an angry person who was trying not to be angry. Yes, yes. Like I think he did that I, yeah. better than Mark Ruffalo does. Mark Ruffalo yeah, plays yeah. a very and it's just the way that they're uh approaching it because yeah, Mark Ruffalo totally. plays a very nervous like I don't want to get I don't want the Hulk to come out. He's almost like fearful of the He's Hulk. He's like an anxiety like totally and, like Yeah. yeah. And yeah. which isn't necessarily bad. Um, yeah. I just that's my observation. I think it it's the approach yeah. that they both took because Edward Norton yeah. looked like someone who was really ticked off and just trying not to be mad. <laughs> it was like, dude, just calm down. <laughs> totally. No, yeah. and I I understand that for sure. Um, but then so we watched that movie. Then we also watched um, we watched both the Thor movies. Also, the first Thor. So many Dutch angles, it almost ruined the movie for me. I was like, I don't remember seeing this many Dutch angles when I first watched it. Maybe it was cool back then, but the second time, like this other time watching it, I'm like, bro, you can't. I'm getting what's sick. a Dutch angle? Queasy. So it's when um, the camera does like this, like a tilted shot. Oh. If you watch the first like ten minutes of the movie, it's like con- constantly Dutch angles. Weird. It's huh. like they're they're angling the shot so everyone looks tilted. And it's supposed huh. to look really cool and interesting, but it just looks, it's so annoying to me. So Once you see like it, a photo you'll never see it. on a game, how it has the tilt, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's that. And then we, um, you know, again, watched Dark World again, and we were trying to compare to see if Dark World is better or worse than um, Hulk. And we de- we determined that Hulk was better because it was at least enjoyable while it was bad. <laughs> it was at least entertaining while it was bad. Yes. And we had stuff to laugh at, like how, like, again, just the portrayal of Hulk was just, Anyway, I've already ranted enough, but the Dark World is just so boring and sad, and the yeah. Thor doesn't do anything. It's his movie; doesn't even do anything. Ragnarok's so, Hulk is my favorite Hulk. Oh, same, hundred um, percent. But anyway, that's I'm still I'm still trekking through those uh, those movies. But I'll probably I'll probably start my trek through a bunch of the DC movies then next week, and we can yeah, that'd be we fun. can compare notes, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what i've been watching though cool what about you lj uh so i did end up watching jaws and uh because i because at first i was like should i watch that or the meg the week before and then so uh, i saw earlier in the week that they released a 45th anniversary 4k blu-ray 
And so I was like, it was like a limited edition thing. I was like, oh, I'm like, I wanted to watch this anyway, so I'm going to buy it. And so they had a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. I posted it on my Twitter if anybody wants to go check it out. Um, but I ended up watching it, and the 4K version for such an old movie looks awesome. Like, I was very impressed. Uh, apparently, they restored it originally for the Blu-ray, because uh, I watched a special feature on it, how they took the actual negatives of the film and restored it from that. Uh, so oh. it was it was really neat. Like there was just so much of it like that looked crisp. But some some of it looked much of it looked like very like close to modern, just the way how crisp and clear it was. Uh, and then the audio was really good. Like cause you know how older movies like that, the audio quality is not good. Uh, but the audio was virtually clear, and the the music and everything was able popped a lot more, and it felt like. Like, the restoration was really good. Um, so, but yeah, Jaws is still a classic, like, cinema movie, I, I think. Because I think Steven Spielberg was like, that was like one of his, I don't know if it was one of his first movies, but he was very young when he did that movie. Um, it might have been his first. Uh, but uh, it was fun to watch. And I think uh, the way they did that movie, uh, there's a lot of filmmakers that were, like, inspired by it and things like that. It, it caused a basically a phenomena basically where everybody was afraid of shark attacks for the longest time and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so it was fun to just look back on that piece of history and see like they actually put in the work to like make it make it like watchable today. So yeah, it was good. And there was a few jump scares that I totally forgot about. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, we'll get into the movie news, Shelley. You got some some big updates, I think. Yeah, and so um, surprisingly, they're not actually tied to one specific like movie or um, thing, uh, company. It, just sort of movie news in general here. So we already know um, that coronavirus has hit the movie industry pretty hard. Uh, theaters are all mm-hmm. closed right now, and. Um, a lot of movie and TV has been either severely delayed or just postponed entirely. Like it's just messed up everything. But we got some we got some good news um, in the future. So um, California is going to be um, starting up their movie and TV production starting mm-hmm. June twelfth. So that's pretty soon, um, and that's again really exciting because then Friday. Um, yeah, yeah, that's this week. What the heck? That's this week? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, well, awesome. that's why when, when you said that earlier, I was like, wait, the 12th. And I was thinking, like, did they mean July 12th? But then I was like, oh, no, the 12th I keep thinking it, I keep thinking yeah. it's like the beginning of June. It's like, it's already close to mid-June at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Um, Everything's going so fast. What is time anymore? Construct. I know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, but that's really good news because Hollywood obviously is very dependent on that industry and we are for quite a bit too, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So production will be starting up again soon. That's just that's just good news there. Um, and then second bit of news is that the National Association of Theater Owners, which I didn't even think was a thing, I'd never heard of this. Um, I wonder if they go by NATO for short, but um, <laughs> they they're sort of guessing that ninety percent of movie theaters are going to be open. Um, by mid-july and that's worldwide that's not just like the states that's everywhere um 
I can't wait for that day the theater by my house opens up. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so um, that'll be in time for some movies like Mulan. Yeah, I heard and, Mulan's uh, supposed to. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how many actually do open because we already right. know AMC. AMC, when it comes to movie theaters, is still a pretty big like chain. But they've already said that they're not sure if they're going to reopen because they may just be going straight up bankrupt and not being able to open because of this. Um, but I, I makes me think of like all of the like family-owned theaters and like way smaller like local theaters that aren't um, owned by a bigger company. Mm-hmm. It makes me really concerned for them because it's like are if AMC is suffering, like what's what's going to happen to those? Um, so yeah. I'm hoping. Um, they all kind of reopen, or mm-hmm. at least just most, significantly most reopen. Well, it's going to um, be weird, too, with how many movies have been delayed. Like, what are I they... I don't know how they're going to... I don't know how they're going to do it, man. If I got to go watch a movie that I've already seen or bought just to go to the movie theater, I'll, I'll pay I'll pay the money, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still see, <laughs> like, posters from, like, February, like, at my movie theater, because we drive by it every day. And I'm like, I don't care. If I have to go see Sonic to support, again in the theater to support my local movie theater, I totally will. And see, here's the other thing, too, is that they already... The, the theater industry already struggles a lot. Um, yeah. Or struggled a lot with, um, like, dealing with streaming services and, like, that sort of competition. I feel like it's going to be even worse now. Um, a reopening because now everyone is used to seeing every like everyone if they didn't have a Netflix account before they do now if they didn't have you know their Hulu they have their Hulu now or especially Disney Plus so now that there's all these options that a lot of people are already used to because they've had to stay home um, I'm almost wondering if people are going to be a little more reluctant to go to theaters they're just like oh I but I can have this experience at home and that's what I'm used to now and like i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to buy any expensive popcorn i don't have to you know whatever like i don't know if people are super into the like the theater experience right like that it's watching a movie but there's like a theater experience and at this point like i don't know how many people are willing to go back to that so um it'll just be interesting to see how that affects theaters if it'll be booming booming like so many people going back or if it will just be like not as many people as they were expecting yeah. um and yeah. hopefully it's not going to cause another like spike right so yeah already i believe it's cinemark has already said that they're not going to plan on having their theater goers wear masks like they're not going to make that a requirement so that's already like huh. <laughs> yeah um that could be dangerous who knows but maybe they know what they're doing um yeah, I, th- I, I think I would also go see a movie like Scoob that never came out in theaters that I would have gone to see. Oh, yeah. Like, like I've already seen it because obviously it came out um, during the COVID stuff. But I think if they released movies that never got a chance to actually come out in theaters, I think that'd be cool too. Because I yeah. wonder if there's people out there who didn't want to pay $20 for some of those. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there was, anyway. I watched, I never watched Deadshot. I would have if it was in theaters. Oh, yeah. There's a few yeah, movies yeah. that I would have. Yeah, I didn't want to pay. I was supposed to do a Bible study on Deadshot, and I don't think it. I don't think we knew what plans were for movies at the time. But I was like, well, 
I guess I'm not writing that study because I was going to write a study on it. And then well, yeah, uh, I did something else. But Even, I mean, because we've been watching, um, my friends and I have been watching Marvel movies, we're talking about how it's like, yeah, when was the last Marvel movie that came out? Like, that felt like so long ago. Because that was literally a want... year ago. Cause exactly. Because not, right? not only did they, they planned on having a bit of a break, which is very mm-hmm. understandable. They kind of wanted oh, a break. Black Widow then... was supposed to come out in May. Exactly. Black Widow was supposed to come out in May. So, like, that had to get delayed all the way till. I don't remember when they say it's delayed till. Um, but that's just, I don't know, that's crazy to me. It's, it literally has been the longest break between Marvel movies and the entire MCU at this point. Um, and it's just, I don't know, makes me think to better times when even if your life was rough, hey, the next Marvel movie's coming out soon, so get pumped. <laughs> and now it's kind of like, ah. I don't know. I'm just gonna rewatch the older ones. <laughs> so, yeah. overall, that's our movie news, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. We will get into TV then. What have you guys been watching? Go ahead. Um, I wa- I've been watching Rick and Morty, like oh. regularly. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I may have mentioned it really quickly, but I'm going to run that Rick and Morty campaign for right. D&D. That's and so yep. uh, it looks like a, like I've been like planning it. I think we're going to do it in a couple weeks, but I think it's going to be good for me as a DM. But uh, <laughs> as far as the show goes, it was just one of those shows that like I'd seen a few episodes and you know, I, it was just one of those things. I'm like, well, this is just straight up vulgar and gross. And I'm like, I'm, you know, it was just one of those things at first where I was like, it's probably not good for me to watch, so I won't watch it. But now that I have, um, I like it is still very much vulgar and and gross. It can't right. Be. It's um, very pessimistic. Yeah, and so, but actually, like, I feel like nihilistic. Like, yes, that. but it is very well written. Like, very because like. There are some episodes that are so, like, serious that you're, like, you're just, like, wow. Like, I did not expect that at all. Right. Um, and, th- and they're, like, emotional. Like, it's just, like, you kind of, like, feel for those characters. And I think it's really good writing. If you can have the show that's, like, stupid, ridiculous all the time and then just have those moments. Like, to me, that's clever writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I know we talked about the show a little bit a couple weeks ago with that scene you mentioned. Um, but it's one of those things where I think, like, if you consider yourself okay to watch those kinds of shows, like some of those adult cartoons like that, like in my, in my opinion, it's well, well, well written. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't expect myself to like get sucked into it that much. Cause like there are some episodes I've seen, but I'm literally, uh, I just finished season. I think I just finished season two. Yeah. So there's only three seasons available, uh, to watch on streaming services right now. Uh, and then I think season four just finished. So I plan on watching that whenever it comes out, but it's, and they're only 10 episodes, which is cool because a lot of those like shows are like 20 episodes a season, mm-hmm. but I like the 10 episode format. Um, but yeah, it's a good show. Uh, just despite cool. like all the, all the junk in it, it's, it is funny yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's what I've been watching hardcore. What about you, Shelly? I don't think I've watched anything. Um, if anything, I've been watching just more Avatar, but very sporadically and not consistently. But, yeah. Cool. I, I kind of forgot about this. I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, 
at all. You brought up Rick and Morty, kind of made me think of it, is the Midnight Gospel, which is the mature oh, yeah. show on Netflix. I keep seeing uh, it pop up in the little ad thing on Netflix. I, I watched an episode and a half, but I couldn't do it. Um, what is it? Midnight Gospel. Huh. And it is a... From what I'm gathering from the episode and a half that I watched, because I, I like I just like I said I couldn't do it. Uh, he I think interviews people. Uh, this person that like made creator of Adventure Time, I think. Uh, he interviews oh. people and then he takes those interviews and he animates them and then throws in this little mini story as they're going and they probably like they probably do the interview and then they re-record it as a voiceover for uh, okay. the episode. And the idea is that he is. Uh, doing an interview for his web show, hmm. and it is I don't maybe because it's these like weird intellectual talks on like the first one's about drugs and uh, like hard drugs and the trips and stuff, and then the next one was about dealing with death, and I was like I can't I can't watch this I don't know they weren't uh, yeah they were random and so it was the the randomness was a little bit funny I guess. Uh. But the conversations were so deep that I like was just it, it felt like I was watching and listening to two different things. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. They have some shows that have done that before that have like taken like I don't know if I was like interviews, but like taken like audio clips like that and have done done that with them. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would Rick and Morty over that for sure. Uh, <laughs> but that's my personal opinion. Like I said, they were like intellectual uh you know honest conversations so it might be for somebody else but hmm. uh i don't know it wasn't it wasn't for me i did watch the great which is hulu's new original on catherine the great who hmm. took over russia uh and that's been really interesting you're talking about dark humor it is another hmm. very like rated r mature <laughs> thing uh but the humor is specifically dark humor and it's a really interesting choice, I think, in a like politically in like politically correct uh, huh. world that we live in now. Because mm-hmm. uh, some of it is like, I don't know, it's just this weird, quirky, uh, dark, dark humor. I don't know <laughs> how else to put it. It's very, very <laughs> interesting. Uh, I have enjoyed it. There is a little bit of nudity. I was really bummed because they went a long time without showing like any frontal nudity, mm. and I was like, maybe the show won't do that and there was and i was like man for once i would like to talk about one of these shows on the podcast and be like Mm. it's totally safe to watch from a nudity standpoint um i can say that space force has no nudity even though it's got some very i watched all of it oh my gosh yeah i've (laughs) only watched about half of it or so it's so good (laughs) it is my favorite, the humor my favorite is moments like are uh, Steve Carell's reactions. Yeah. His reactions to everything are hilarious. This is probably a weird uh, thing to compare it to, but it reminds me a lot of Scrubs. And that Scrubs is super, super funny. But there was always like the somber moments at the end of the, of the episode. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And so it yeah. kind of does that. Uh, every episode's like super, super funny, but it's these real people uh, in, I mean, it's a ridiculous situation, but it's a realistic situation. Hmm. Uh, so I, I like it. I watched it in like three or four days. 
He's really good. I need to finish it. My my favorite episode was the one with uh, where they have that like fight with where they got to test out the exoskeleton suits. Yeah, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> Whole show's good. It is. It's got some vulgarity to it too. Yeah, if, it does. if you're aware, uh, definitely more raunchy than The Office, I think. Mm. But yeah, in terms of like language and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's like as, I said, it's also separate moments. It's not straight comedy, so be prepared for that if you're like. Yeah, oh. I kind of like how it's like half serious and like half like funny. Yeah, yeah. a dramedy. Yes, there you go. Dramedy. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> cool stuff. That's all I've been watching, though. We can get Ooh. into the TV news. Um, speaking of Space Force, this is this is a story. Uh, <laughs> I can't make this up. This is not from the Babylon Bee or the Onion or Hard Times. So Netflix made Space Force, and therefore they had to trademark Space Force. And they may get the trademark before Space Force does, like the actual United States Space Force. <laughs> Which I- <laughs> so I don't know what the United States will call their space force but it might might not be space force it's probably gonna be something really long and fancy that they're gonna have an acronym for yeah (sighs) (laughs) i i think that netflix should share the trademark be like it's cool because we are feeding off of you for they're literally feeding off the idea to make money yeah uh plus the entire thing is so an episode of space force I could imagine the episode parodying this and like saying that some streaming network had taken their trademark, their name, and was trying to make a show out of it. And so they were in a trademark battle. Watching the show, that completely sounds like something that would happen in the show. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) That's probably the most ridiculous news we've had in a while. (laughs) Uh, We talked about some Tiger King stuff, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I missed that part of the quarantine. I missed that part of COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just downright weird, and then yeah, it got, like serious. All of that stuff's getting real serious. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't gonna talk about this on the podcast, but we're here now. We've arrived. Uh, so we need to make a stop. Podcasts or trains? I don't know why that is always a thing, but anyways, Carol Baskin. So the will that her husband's will. That whole thing with she had murdered her husband, that's completely, like, alleged. Uh, The case was dropped years ago. They picked the case back up. That was news. And then uh, her husband's will, they found out, was forged. Oh. So, yeah, that came out from the sheriff. Uh, But it doesn't mean necessarily that she murdered him yet. Uh, And then also, in real weirdness, she has the rights to joe exotic's zoo now uh because the transfer to i can't remember the other guy's name uh the guy at the end of the show that got his zoo Jeff something jeff Lowe. yeah there you go yeah so he it was his transfer of the zoo was illegitimate and so carol baskin might get the rights to the zoo and own it that stuff's all crazy (laughs) yeah like she's gonna get the zoo and then she'll be found like tried for murder and i don't know that's a mess 
I don't know, man. Uh, my, my favorite <laughs> meme w- uh, is the one where Tony the Tiger's painted on the side of somebody's house, and it says, Carol Baskin husband tasted great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. Speaking of the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The <laughs> that's a terrible segue. What am I doing? Uh, that's a great segue. <laughs> uh, Last of Us has gotten a director. It is going to be Johan Renk. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. but I don't he... know. According to the way I named my D&D character, you are saying it right. Because that's the same exact name. That's crazy. Strahd character. Same last name, too? No. Okay. Same exact. <laughs> first, the first name. It is LJ's character. Oh, man. He's like, it, he's the director, even. Uh, <laughs> he directed a lot of the episodes for Chernobyl, which I haven't seen myself. It's an HBO show, but I've heard amazing things about it. I should um, go watch it. Yeah, I've heard it's great. So I, I haven't still checked have my HBO Max subscription, so that's why I say I should go watch it. There you go. It was on HBO, <laughs> so you know, keep that in mind. Uh, but he will be directing the first episode of Last of Us, uh, the video game turned TV show. And I think it's a great choice from what I've seen, even from the trailers of Chernobyl. Uh, I think it's really grounded in reality, the show is. Yeah, Um, like it's supposed to be like, I think, I don't know how accurate it's supposed to be, but I've heard it's supposed to be faithful to like everything that happened. Yeah. And that's also a very apocalyptic, for them at least, setting. Yeah. Um, So I think it'll, it'll work really well for him. We'll see. I'm excited for this Last of Us TV show. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not just a retelling. I'm sure it will be, but yeah. yeah. And it's like even the game, like that comes out next week, I'm, uh, part two, and I'm like, I know that's gonna be good, but I'm more excited for ghosts. But I, uh, what if I, we got Last I guess of I Us? Kind of look for if it was one and a half. If it was between one like and two, ranking. Yeah, only less so because <laughs> one and a half there yeah. was Timon and Poopa just like riff. I knew where you were going with that as soon as you said one and a half. I was like, yes. It's not what I meant. I meant like it'll be between the video games one and two. Yeah, you get to figure out what happens. I think that would be cool. Yeah, because there's enough time between. I think. uh, Yeah, for multiple seasons. Yeah. HBO. Don't retell the same story. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) We'll see. Um, Oh, and then the last story is Evan Peters, who plays Quicksilver in the X-Men movies has been cast in WandaVision. And for those who aren't like, why is he talking like that? Uh, they're the brother and sister in Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, Wanda, are brother and sister in the Marvel Universe and in the comics. Uh, and so he's a Quicksilver from another universe. Maybe they'll pull him into the Marvel if they have Universe. The rights. If they have the rights. they can do that. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. Uh, more likely, he probably is just playing a character that we don't know the name of yet. I and feel like it's going to be a weird dimensional thing, because there's no way he's going to play a character and not be Quicksilver. I mean, like. they did. You, you know, think? They've already said, like, oh, it's going to be really weird. It's going to tie into yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, it's going to be the off the wall. It's true. So I feel like it's possible. It'd be, it'd be crazy, honestly. I feel I like they're nuts. doing that. Like, they should have kept be... it more of a secret. Yeah. It'll yeah. be some kind of like weird like flash of like a dimension or something. Like it'll be a quick nod, I think. Quick... That would be garbage. I better he better be like in there for half an episode. 
but the reason I think that they could have kept it a secret if that's the case and that they should have in the Arrowverse stuff, it's been long enough now from the Crisis of Infinite Earths, they had Barry Allen. Oh, they're both Barry Allen. They had Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller uh, meet up. They're the two different oh, flashes yeah. from the movie universe and the TV universe. And they actually like interacted. And that was completely kept secret until mm-hmm. the reveal. And so I think if it was going to be a quick, cool nod, uh, then they should have and probably would have kept it completely secret. And it would have been this mind-blowing thing. Hmm. So I don't know. I so. LJ, you think it's got to be Quicksilver. I think it's got to not be Quicksilver. We'll see. We will. Uh, and yeah, that's the that's the podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? Uh, just D&D again. But... Uh, What's really cool is that we finished the the first campaign I joined. Like I'm in like two of them now. Um, like I'm in deep now. Um, uh, so I started was my uh, friend's homebrew campaign, and so last night was our last session for this like three arc like trilogy thing he's got planned, and <laughs> so I got the final kill on the big bad enemy. Uh, which was cool. Uh, but it was our final session, and so it turned out that uh, one of our party members was the leader of these. uh, So part of the story was that we figured out there was like doppelgangers that were like causing this like big war between these like two factions from different like regions of the world. Scroll. Got it. Yes. And so there were like these doppelganger things uh, that he came up with. And so um, it turns out one of our friends was like the leader of them. And he was trying to summon this thing called the architect he called it which was inspired by a beholder so basically fought like a beholder Mm -hmm. and then like the whole plot was that like we had to collect all these instruments and then what was even funnier is that me and my friends knew from like the first couple weeks like that we're like we're like yeah this guy's a traitor like what should we do like we need to try to figure out how to how to get the instruments away from him uh, like that that are going to summon this this creature or we didn't know what he was going to summon at the time yet but then uh so it turned out we we should have actually done that because that turned out to be what happened, oh, and no. then and then this was also a thing. Uh, my our party member and the DM were planning out only like a week or two ago, because he was saying how he wanted to use a different character next campaign. So even though that wasn't what he had planned in the first place, it's eventually what happened. So it was just kind of weird cool. uh, yeah. that happened, but it was fun. It was a good good final uh, session for that campaign, and then so while. Uh, my friend gets everything ready for the next arc. Uh, I'm going to be running that Rick and Morty thing, which I think is only like three or four sessions. Um, nice. So yeah, yeah, it didn't take us, I think, about four weeks. Uh, we finished ours. I actually had the final blow in that campaign, and that was really nice. cool. And I yelled, I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred, which made no <laughs> sense to the campaign, but I do that anytime I do something. I was going to say, that show doesn't make sense, nor does everything in that campaign. So That's true. I was just excited. That's all. And so that's my the funny thing is, is uh, I told uh, I told everybody who's going to be playing. I said, I said, I am so disappointed that I keep, that you guys won't even know eighty percent of what is written in here because it's hilarious. <laughs> like just some of the stuff that like the guide tells you 
It's yeah. just great. It's just like, man, like I just want to share. I was like, I can't share this with them, but it's super funny. You can when afterwards. You guys finish, when you guys finish it, then then you'll be able to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some of what's written in it is 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 great. So it's good uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get out about anything else, Shelly? Uh, well, also D and D related. I'm potentially running a one shot um, this week, and I've cool. never DM'd it before. So um, at this point, I think. It's going to happen, but I mean, it, it might not happen. Might, something might get canceled, but I may be talking about that experience next week. Sweet. Sweet. Cool. Well, in that case, we'll end it there. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. And uh, tune in if y'all have been keeping up with my judgment progress, because it will be the finale for that game this week. So I'm very excited. Uh, and then I will start Portal 2 after that. So Cool. Final you can find me on Instagram, at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.